You're listening to Legal Design Podcast. We're your hosts, Henna Tolvanen and Nina Toivonen. In this episode, we discuss creating social value by legal design with Epru Metin. Epru tells us how she drives social impact as CEO of her social enterprise, Legal Design Turkey, and as director of Istanbul Belgi University Legal Design Lab. We hear how to become a social value agent and how legal design can contribute to creating a legal system that gives more than it takes. Ebru also updates us on the legal design status in Turkey and shares her insights on what are the next steps for the movement there. Welcome to Legal Design Podcast, Ebru. It's great to have you with us. Um, how would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Uh, hi, Nina and Hena. Uh, thank you very much for the invitation. It's a pleasure for me to be a guest at the Legal Design Podcast. So um, I'm Ebru Mitten and I have a couple of roles. I'm the founder of Legal Design Turkey, the director of Legal Design Lab at Istanbul University. And I'm also the ambassador for Turkey uh, of European Legal Technology Association. Uh, I, I'm a legal professional uh, for around 10 years now uh, and admitted to Istanbul Bar Association. Uh, I, I worked in a couple of um, in-house roles. Uh, but always wanted to do my own thing and then became an entrepreneur and finally got it with uh, Legal Design Turkey. Welcome, April. It's so nice to have you with us. So as you mentioned, you are the founder and CEO of Legal Design Turkey, the first community-transformed social impact company in, in Turkey dedicated to legal design. This is something I copied from your website. <laughs> What would you like to tell about the company? And, and so... What do you guys do exactly? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would be happy to answer this question. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything started with a LinkedIn group uh, back in okay. November 2020. I have started this group to gather people who would like to uh, learn more about legal innovation and especially legal design. Then we started to meet every week and I formed this group as a co-learning community. Uh, and around January 2021, we started to act as a proper uh, working group. Uh, mm-hmm. And we applied to UNDP Social Innovation Support Program. We became one of the 10 winners uh, out of 400 applications. And wow. we won a pl- pilot project award. Uh, this was a milestone uh, mm-hmm. for Legal Design Turkey. Uh, then our story evolved and uh, I have established Legal Design Turkey because in order to carry out the project, we have to be a company, uh, we have to have mm-hmm. a, a legal entity. Oh, yeah. And uh, But I formed it as a social enterprise uh, because uh, I want to focus legal design and social innovation at the same time. And what we do in one sentence is that we bring together social innovation, and legal design, and especially work with international organizations uh, or uh, right-based NGOs to improve access to justice and create further social impact. Uh, That uh, concept of social uh, entrepreneurship, it's very interesting to to me. Uh, Would you like to explain a bit how it works? Like, what what is your business model in a a Mm -hmm. way? Or do you even mm-hmm. call it a business model? <laughs> of course, maybe um, I would I would just want to explain it like our model. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
mm-hmm. not maybe the business model, but yeah. our model. Okay. Uh, um, so what we do is basically we don't um, share any dividends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't uh, dis- sorry distribute any dividends, but we uh, whatever we gain, we again use them for our mission. And our mission is to create social impact uh, in a meaningful way to improve access to justice. Uh, and also, we w- would like to create awareness about legal design in Turkey. So, uh, first thing that is different than a commercial company is that is this part that we don't distribute in dividends. And the second part, whatever we do, we try to create social impact. So uh, if we are doing a training or if we do project-based work or if we provide consultancy, we also try to create value both for the client and both for the society. So these two things is actually uh, our main uh, difference, I would say, than a, like a, maybe a regular legal design Uh, oriented company or uh, or a company let's say Uh, and one one other thing that I would like to mention is that uh, we um, uh, take into account the United Nations uh, sustainable development goals Mm -hmm. and whenever we decide to do a project we just uh, look into SDGs and if we see if it fits uh, in one of the SDGs and we try to also try to contribute to that SDG as well. So I would say I, we have three different uh, characteristics of our model and uh, this what what these characteristics are uh, uh, making is making us a social enterprise. Mm. Yeah. That's really great. And that's such a humble goal. Um, how many people do you have working with you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'm the only person who is doing this full time. Uh, we have four uh, team members who are working uh, part time uh, and their part time is different. Not maybe uh, half of their, you know, like full time, but uh, it's, it varies. And we have five volunteers uh who are university students uh so they uh, they are our community part and uh, we have core team members uh, who are working for the company oh that's really great that you're offering this opportunity for students mm-hmm. as well yeah mm-hmm. really we, great. We, we learned we learned from them a lot actually uh it's great to have like uh we we are doing this reverse mentoring thing in a way uh, yeah i can imagine exactly <laughs> they are teaching us yeah. yeah that's why i like to hire trainees uh, yeah. to yeah. my team as well because i mean they give a whole new perspective uh talking about students uh you are also directing the recently founded legal design lab in istanbul bilgi university the first university lab dedicated entirely to legal design in Turkey, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. And, and I would say it's probably one of the first ones in the world that we know. And the lab, it's, it's not just for law students, but for students representing different academic backgrounds, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so how have the first months in the lab been? Like, what, what are you guys currently working on with? Mm-hmm. Uh, at the moment, we are uh, having our fi- winter break because of the finals okay. and uh, the academic semester mm-hmm. break. But before that, uh, the couple, uh, the first couple of months were a good opportunity for students to warm up 
uh, in legal uh, on legal design uh, because uh, some of them uh, for them it was the first time that they, they hear about legal design legal innovation uh, so it was very interesting for them uh, they uh, also, they got acquainted with each other uh, because we have like students from first year, second year, third year and fourth year, fourth year. Uh, in Turkey, law schools are for four years. And we also have students from sociology and uh, communications. So it, it was uh, the first couple of meetings was very, they were very interesting mm -hmm. because no one was opening their uh, cameras. <laughs> Okay. And, uh, <laughs> slowly and slowly, you know, they get uh, to know each other. They get mm -hmm. to know the legal design. Uh, and project-wise, we uh, did two small projects. Uh, one project was about urban transformation law. We mm -hmm. collaborated with a, a social another social enterprise. Uh, it is called Trust Istanbul. So they they uh, try to promote uh, earthquake preparedness in Istanbul uh, mm -hmm. and good urban transformation, let's say. Uh, so the students, they learn about Canva, uh, Mural, they learned about different tools and they created content. And mm -hmm. the second project was, it's, it's smaller than the first one. Uh, we just created some social media posts uh, about legal design basics for them to get to know the legal design ecosystem mm -hmm. and also the simple terms uh, but the next semester, it will be more active. Uh, we already planned a, a workshop with industrial design department at Bilgi University. So I'm already very excited about this. Uh, hopefully we will do more projects uh, and then end the year, you know, like with good memories. Yeah, sounds, sounds great. Can't wait to hear more like what you, what you guys are <laughs> end up doing in the future. <laughs> Secrets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. <laughs> hey, um, if we uh, look things from the wider perspective, it's always interesting uh, in this podcast because we hear a lot about different cultures and different legal cultures. Uh, April, how do you think that uh, legal design and need for change in law and legal services are welcomed in Turkey in general? I mean, we all know and understand that this is hard and slow pretty much everywhere in the world. But I was just wondering if there are some country or culture specific features in Turkey, because, um, well, at least to me, Turkey is such an interesting country. It lies partly in Asia and partly in Europe. And geographically thinking, it is basically bridging these two continents and maybe two cultures. Um, can this uniqueness also be seen in legal culture and in legal design projects? Mm -hmm. uh, thank you very much for this question, Henna. So Turkey, uh, as you said, is a very interesting country. We have ties with Europe, Middle East and Asia. Um, in Turkey, there are 81 bar associations. Oh, wow. In each city, oh, yeah, wow. yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> in total, sorry, not in each city, mm -hmm. and more than uh, 140,000 lawyers. So this is actually a very big market. Uh, and there is certainly differences between the bar associations due to, you know, cultural and geographical characteristics. Uh, like, for example, a bar association in the very eastern part of Turkey is very, very different than 
uh, the, uh, another one in the western part or you know like in northern and southern parts uh, there are a lot of factors uh, that affects uh, this kind of differences uh, but more importantly, bar associations that are located in more developed cities uh, have more resources and they have this tendency to have higher awareness in legal innovation. Uh, so, for example, in, in big bar associations, you would have IT commissions or uh, like very specific commissions that are working yeah. on legal innovation. Uh, however, there are also ex exceptions. Uh, you may find very, very, you know, like uh, aware and, you know, like very knowledgeable lawyers in legal innovation in small cities as well. Um, and regarding the, uh, maybe the, how uh, Turkish lawyers uh, respond to legal innovation, it's also, we have this uh, variations. Uh, but what I would say, it's hard and slow in Turkey as well. Yeah. Uh, during one of my first public presentations on legal design, I was getting questions like, uh, why would we simplify things? You know, uh, would that would it be perceived by the clients in a wrong way? Yeah. Like they are not caring about the work or, you know, like maybe a contract with 50 pages would be seen by uh, a much more valuable contract uh, for a client mm -hmm. because they wouldn't yeah. understand the uh, good different. questions though good questions exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> needs to be answered yeah yeah that yeah. question that that yeah. Uh, sweat yeah that made me sweat a lot actually. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can imagine, especially yeah. when it comes like yeah. out of the blue there are no easy solutions like heart, heart yeah. starts yeah. race and yeah. you're trying yeah. to figure out what do you say no yeah <laughs> yeah i, I you know, whenever I get a question about reputation, uh, I try to hide during the presentation. <laughs> this is what I do. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. But um, uh, another problem, maybe if, if we talk about the problems, is legal education at the law faculties. They are very, very traditional. Uh, but we have one thing, actually, uh, it's a good uh, thing that I would say. Uh, we have a very high competition between young lawyers because since there are a lot of lawyers, they need to compete. And uh, you see, especially fourth-year law students, they are very open to learn new things, legal design, legal tech, legal operations, uh, or technology law, let's say. Mm. Uh, uh, so they are very open to these kind of fields. And I believe uh, this kind of expectations of the students, they also affect the law faculties and they also try mm. to do innovative yeah. things yeah so legal design or legal innovation it is seen as some kind of competitive edge that you could kind of make yourself stand out a bit from the crowd yeah yeah the definitely okay. yeah definitely mm. well that's it that's a good positive sign <laughs> <laughs> yes among among 100 bad signs <laughs> yeah. you have one big positive yeah. thing <laughs> yeah let's stick hey, to the positive at least we have one positive thing <laughs> who cares about the 99 negative things <laughs> hey um that's actually really interesting yeah. and it was so great to hear more about the turkey and turks legal system uh, if we look at the Turkish judicial system in general, what are the biggest challenges for law and legal services? And uh, how would you address these challenges with legal design? Big question. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, big question. Very, very big question, Hannah. <laughs> Oops, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. I well, think I get too curious at some times. Yeah, but big okay. questions are the, the most interesting ones, right? <laughs> that, that's, that's completely true. So, in my opinion, uh, we have two big challenges, complexity and difficulties in access to justice. The judicial system is complex with long and difficult procedures. Citizens usually have bad legal user experience while getting these services, uh, which also sometimes cause them not to even try to access to justice. Yeah. Uh, What I would do, uh, I would apply legal design in three steps. Uh, First, we need to have higher legal literacy uh, among citizens for them to effectively participate in legal procedures and, you know, like maybe give good feedback and, you know, other kind of things. Secondly, secondly, I would try to use quality and legal operation principles to judicial services in order to gather data and create a possible environment to use tech solutions for clearer, simpler and timely procedures. Yeah. So that we can anticipate the results. And thirdly, I would apply legal information design and service design to all possible legal services to enhance the, the general uh, legal user experience so that we can enhance trust in the ju- justice system. Yeah, So exactly. that, that, that would be my ideal, uh, like, uh, <laughs> ideal solution to all problems. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a big problem, so it needs, like, uh, standard big ideas and strategic working. Hmm. Um, do you think that people in general trust the judicial system in Turkey, or do, are they, or do they think that, okay, it's too hard to read or too corrupted or too something? Uh, I would say that... Um... I would I would differentiate this in three groups. First group, they don't have any legal literacy, so they don't know what's going to happen to them. So they don't yeah. have any expectations. Second group, they most probably had a, a legal problem and they had bad legal uh, user experience. So they know what's going to happen to them. Uh, yeah. So they don't trust the system. And third group, uh, magically, <laughs> yeah, like uh, they had a good uh, uh, legal user experience, and somehow they trust the system because they had this good experience. But I okay. think they would be very, very low. We have the majority who doesn't know, uh, who doesn't have enough legal literacy, and who had bad, bad uh, legal uh, user experience. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But but trust is a problem in Turkey for the legal uh, services for many reasons. Uh, mm. Not because only only because of the judiciary system, but also politics culturally. Uh, yeah. There are several other factors uh, that uh, affects people's ideas. You, Ebru, are an advocate for making positive systemic change through legal design, which is also embedded in the strategies of your company and the Legal Design Lab. And a systemic change through legal design is a topic that is very, very close to our hearts too. So 
we'd love to discuss this a bit more with you. And uh, well, you already mentioned in the beginning something about your business strategies, but um, it well, uh, you mentioned that positive systemic change is part of your company's strategy, and um, I think social impact business goals are getting more common, which is great. But um, I'm sure that there are quite a lot of lawyers and legal business providers who are still wondering how to do this on practical level. So do you have any tips for them on how to translate their missions to do good into business goals? Um, of course. Uh, so we are a social enterprise. Thus, our mission is aligned to create social impact in society. Uh, however, not every legal professional who would like to create social impact needs to build a social enterprise. There are also many companies who are not social enterprises, but they devote some of their operations or resources to create social impact. Uh, so my suggestions are, uh, I, have, I will have three suggestions. First of them, a lawyer can devote their time or resources to a right-based NGO and provide pro bono consultancy. Yeah. Uh, this way, while operating as a lawyer, uh, they can also create positive social impact. Secondly, uh, as I mentioned before, United Nations Sustainable Development Goals are our North Star. Yeah. We especially try to contribute to SDGs 5, Gender Equality 16, the peace and strong uh, justice institutions mm -hmm. and 17 uh, for partnerships uh, this can also be helpful for a law firm or a company to contribute to any SDG and create yeah. good social or environmental impact and uh, the final suggestion is that there are several networks where people can contribute uh, as, as being a member, one of them is SLA, and now it's they are now having a structural change. It will become a global alliance of impact lawyers, and uh, or maybe for example, lawyers for Net Zero or a couple of other organizations like this. Uh, being member to such organizations uh, will also create a lot of ideas. And it will help people uh, to get um, to get an understanding how to create social impact. Okay, great. Is um, would you call such lawyers as who who do that who comply with your list? Uh, would you also call them social value agents? Uh, in your blog text last year, uh, you wrote that legal designers should be considered as social value agents. So uh, if a legal designer wants to also create positive uh, systemic impact, do you think it's, it's the same list for legal designers or is it like a bit mm -hmm. modified or different list? <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, an agent is someone who is triggering the change. And what I mean by social value agent is someone who is tri triggering change to create social value. Okay. Uh, legal designers who would have an orientation in social innovation or have a goal to create social impact have the right tools and mindset to trigger such change. Mm -hmm. As far as I know, uh, many legal designers try to help uh, citizens to access justice. Uh, so this is directly relevant to SCG 16. And in a way, we are already doing this. Mm -hmm. And thus, we should be considered as social value agents as we try to make the legal system 
more uh, humane uh, or human-centered for citizens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, talking about creating social value, you have proposed that legal design and legal des- designers could and should be part of the social innovation projects. What kind of social innovation projects do you see matching with legal design? Could you give us some examples or is there a dream project that you would love to work on? Mm-hmm. Uh, very nice question again, Anna, thank you. So uh, here I will again refer to UN SDGs. Uh, any project that would contribute to gender equality, helping disadvantaged groups to access to justice, yeah. reducing inequality or enabling stronger peace and justice institutions would be an example. I especially give importance to legal information design projects where lawyers can collaborate with NGOs to increase legal awareness in different topics. One example could be the people's urban rights or LGBTQ rights or children's rights. Regarding my dream project, uh, I would really love to work on a project on legal aid where I can combine legal tech, legal operations and legal design. Yeah. Uh, in order to make pro bono legal services more transparent, simple, and clear, uh, this 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 would be really really something that I really want to work on. Uh, since we are doing a project with UNDP at the moment, I uh, had the chance to talk with lawyers who are providing legal aid. Uh, uh, in, sorry, legal aid offices. Uh, so there are many you know uh, problems to solve there. Yeah, legal design is a perfect tool. Hmm. Uh, Another thing that I would like to mention is that I am also very interested in collaborating with municipalities. Uh, We have been uh, recently accepted to another program. uh, It is called Katliorus, which means we are participating. Uh, It is a program of National Democratic Institute. It's a global NGO. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a national, uh, sorry, global uh, NGO, and they uh, work towards advancing uh, democracy and uh, civic participation. So this will be an opportunity for us uh, to create uh, some kind of a uh, project with them, uh, where we can use legal design in civic participation. Oh, keep us posted. That sounds like super interesting project. Very nice. So we, we can do legal design podcast version 2.0 <laughs> every <Yeah>. meeting. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Because we should find a way to follow up with the like with the projects mm-hmm. that people mentioned because it would be really interesting to hear yeah, how they turned out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, would, that would be something I would love to. Thank yeah, you. let's keep that in mind. Uh, in your blog text, uh, you also mentioned the idea of having a regenerative approach to designing legal practices and that the legal industry should create more value than it takes. That's something that it's very easy to sign and agree with this. Um, how do you see that legal design as a practical method would support this uh, regenerative approach? And if you can Explain also first a bit, what does this approach mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, this approach is actually, uh, I uh, get inspired uh, from a, a book writer. I think mm-hmm. her name was Laura Storm. So she mm-hmm. has a book called Regenerative Leadership. And she was telling that, you know, how 
nature covers itself or heals itself, we should be also, whatever project that we are doing, we should not just try to harm nature or, you know, uh, harm in the environment, but we also need to try to heal the environment. So it's the same thing, uh, I believe, you know, when we are trying to solve legal problems, we just don't need to, you know, stop the harm, but we also try to make a solution that also heals the the legal environment. Let's say, mm. oh, that's really clever. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 would be something that's uh, really inspired me. So that's why I wrote it that way. I, I think yeah. at 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 that time. Uh, but uh, here, uh, when we think of the legal problems or how we can try to have a regenerative uh, approach. I believe the key issue will be best practices and use cases because uh, we, we don't need to create something very new every time or we don't need to create something uh, that is already there. So if we could share as much as uh, use cases or best practices which we obtain through legal design, especially the user research phase, there is a great possibility that we can amplify these efforts and uh, it can build up on another. So uh, let's say that in the first, in, in, in one uh, project that we uh, solve the problem, in the second project that is very similar to that one, we can try healing the legal environment, let's say. Yeah. And secondly, uh, I think standardization is a great approach uh, because uh, you, uh, how can I say, it? you stop the problem of having too many uh, you know, negotiations or, you know, uh, or having too many discussions. And also uh, the next step, you give people uh, a lot of time because of a standard, you you, you can use it so many times. Uh, so it, it also has a regenerative approach. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's what I loved about 1NDA mm -hmm. by uh, the Law Boutique. So oh, I, yeah, I, that's a brilliant yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So they created more value than it took uh, to make, you know, hundreds of different NDA templates. With mm -hmm. one NDA template, they have they have created more value than 100 uh, NDAs, maybe. And uh, what I can say is that maybe, you know, some people might think that the, uh, the iterative approach of legal design that, you know, if, if something doesn't work, you go back to the previous steps or you go, you know, and start the process again, mm -hmm. that kind of iterations. It may seem like time consuming uh, or difficult, but once you get the results, uh, I believe it has more power to create even more impact or more uh, positivity. Mm -hmm. So this is my, uh, I think what, what I meant uh, when I write, uh, wrote that regenerative approach mm -hmm. in the uh, legal field is that we need to try to create more value than we are creating now mm -hmm. in order to solve the problems and heal the legal environment. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. That's a great goal. And I like that you kind of, using the philosophy from like sustainable development and and kind of the whole idea that we already have plenty of resources that we could just reuse and also we should kind of see our own work differently that there are things that, that are already working and 
could be just applied maybe a bit differently. Ah, oh, it's time for our last question. Um, as we have discussed, there seems to be many interesting legal design initiatives running in Turkey at the moment. How do you see the development of legal design in your country, Ebru? What might happen next? Mm-hmm. So what do you wish to happen next? <laughs> I wish everyone yeah. apply legal design in Turkey. Yeah. <laughs> hey, who knows? It might yeah. be the situation, let's say, maybe in five years or ten mm-hmm. years. Yeah. yeah. Let's make legal design the law. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, besides the, the joke, uh, we see several uh, different initiatives in legal design. Mm -hmm. such as Legal Design Lab at Bill University. There is also a student club uh, at Başkent University uh, and another lab at Kadiras University. Uh, They do a lot of different uh, projects, but uh, one part is legal design. So uh, another thing that I'm seeing, there is a a great visualization trend among lawyers. So it's not legal design because we Mm -hmm. separate legal design and visual law or visualization. Mm Uh, but I think it's the start of something, especially in their client communications and marketing materials. They use uh, infographics and, you know, different kind of methods of visualization. Um, but what I can say uh, is that for Legal Design Turkey, we will continue our work uh, to uh, be a a trailblazer in this field in Turkey. We try to do the new projects. We try to promote legal design. Uh, most of all, uh, we try to train other people uh, in legal design as well. So let's see. Uh, it, it will be full of surprises, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe some blockages and you know like uh, some surprises good or bad but we'll see like we are very motivated in uh, being uh, in the front lines Uh, and one more thing that I can say that in the uh, in the upcoming year we would like to combine more legal tech initiatives with legal design so uh, for example we applied to become a host uh, this year's uh, global legal hackathon mm-hmm. so we will yeah. also have this kind of congratulations uh, yeah <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> we will have this kind of hybrid events as well mm-hmm. sounds great thank you ebro uh, uh was so inspiring to hear your uh hear about your work and and your background and everything uh, we we wish you Great luck with everything you do and hope you success <laughs> in, in your legal design work in Turkey. And we just keep keep us posted. We, we are your big fans. Thank you very much, Nina and Hina. Thanks for having me. It was my pleasure to be a, a guest at, at, at this great podcast, as I mentioned before. Uh, it was lovely to speak to both of you. Thank Thanks you. so much for joining us. We love this. Thank you for listening to Legal Design Podcast. Get to know us at legaldesignpodcast.com.